Hey everybody, welcome to the Active Churches Podcast. We hope you are inspired by today's message from one of our teaching pastors here at Active Churches. We are online and we are also in person. So we'd love to have you gather with us 9 a.m. and 1045 here at our Ukaipa location or online on YouTube or Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's dive into our message.
2020 was a year that slowed us down. It slowed down our work rhythm. It slowed down our life rhythm. 2020 slowed the world down. But what's interesting about what 2020 taught us in slowing down is that we actually didn't get any better at waiting, did we? We're still really irritated with the person that's texting us back really slow. We still get frustrated with the driver on the freeway that's in the wrong lane because they're going too slow. And we still get really, really mad when our service at the restaurant is slow. Truth is, each of those things are out of our control. And it's why you and I, and it's why the world needs patience, because there are a lot of things that are out of control. And when things are out of control, you and I have a choice to make. We can choose what our response will be. And our response is helpful when we're patient. And here's the truth. People are the reason why you and I need patience. In fact, the ones that are watching or listening with you are probably the reason why you need patience. So just turn to them and say, hey, you're the reason. No, just, I'm just joking. You don't have to do that. We don't want to cause any more problems, right? But that's why we need patience. People are the reason why we need patience. My dad has always said that he's got patience that he hasn't used yet. He's got it all stored up because he would admit that he's a very impatient person. And the truth is we all need patience and patience isn't really about the circumstances, is it? Patience is about the people behind the circumstances. And so that's why today we're continuing a series called What the World Needs Now. And what the world needs now is patience. And if you're watching or listening for the first time, my name is Mike and I'm so glad that you're a part of the story that God is writing here at Active Church. The truth is everybody knows that we need patience. Everybody knows that the world needs more patience, right? Even that great theologian, Axl Rose knows that, right? Axl Rose sang a song called Patience. And in the song, he said, all we need is just a little patience because you and I can't have strong, powerful, life-giving relationships without patience. And when things get out of control, we need patience because people are out of our control. And what the world needs now is the people of God filled with the spirit of God to tell the story of God to the world that God loves. See, when you and I trust in Jesus, we're filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit. All of God and spirit fills us. It's God saying to us that you're not doing this on your own, that I'm giving you strength and I'm giving you energy and I'm giving you courage. I'm giving you me and God allows us to live the life that he has created us to live through the power of his Holy Spirit. And one of the byproducts of the Holy Spirit in you and in me is patience. And it comes from the writings that Paul actually wrote in the New Testament, wrote most of the New Testament, really famous Christian. And he said to people like you and me, he said the fruit of the Spirit, the byproduct of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience or forbearance, which is a really fancy word. And we'll talk about it in just a minute. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And then he adds this really great nugget of wisdom. He says, those who belong to Christ Jesus, so those that are trusting in Jesus, have followed Jesus, believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Those that have belonged or are choosing to belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh. So he uses this really dramatic word to describe what we have done in our life 
and it goes back to what Jesus has done in his life with his physical body. We, as followers of Jesus, have crucified something in us. And he says we've crucified the flesh and its passions and its desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying one another. Because this isn't something that we do on our own. It's a gift from God. And so why is patience so hard? Well, the answer, according to what we read from Paul, is that it's because we have a tendency to move back and forth between flesh and spirit. In other words, we have a tendency to move back and forth between what was old and what is new. Like, flesh means the old way of life. This is how you used to do things. Spirit means the new way of life. This is how you hope to do things. And and the beauty of Jesus is that he doesn't force himself upon us. The life of Jesus is an invitation. And we can say yes or no to that invitation of God through Jesus Christ. But you and I get to choose the story that we're going to tell. You and I get to choose the story that we want to write. And that's the difference between flesh and spirit or new and old. And Paul says, choose to walk in the spirit. Choose what is new because one of the byproducts of that is patience, and you need that, and the world needs that. And God transforms us when we're filled with His Holy Spirit. And one of the byproducts of that transformation, you guessed it, it's patience. It's what the world needs now. Back in the 1500s, you and I, we weren't alive. In Florence, Italy, there was this giant block of marble in the middle of the city. And so the leaders of the city decided to get some sculptors and some artists to come and work on this giant block of marble to chisel it down, to turn it into something beautiful because it was ugly. It was an eyesore. And none of these artists or sculptors could could do anything with it. And so they went to somebody really famous. You might have heard of him. His name is Michelangelo. I'm talking about the artist, not the Ninja Turtle, just for clarity. All right. And so they asked Michelangelo to come and figure this out. And so he did something really fascinating. He built a house around this block of marble and then for months went inside the house. Nobody saw him except to come out, maybe to use the restroom or maybe to eat or maybe to sleep. And, and months went by and they were wondering like, what's going on inside of there? And then finally he comes out and he brings the city officials into this house. And what they saw was remarkable. This block of marble had been turned into the statue, the famous statue of David. Michelangelo had taken something really ugly and an eyesore and had turned it into something beautiful. And the truth is, this is what God does with us. He takes our broken, meaningless, purposeless lives and he gives us joy and he gives us love and he gives us peace and he gives us patience. One of the writers of the scriptures, Paul, we we talked about him. He actually wrote these words, for it is by grace that you've been saved. This is not from yourselves. This is through faith in Jesus. This is a gift of God. And then he says, this is not by your own works. Like you didn't accomplish this. You didn't achieve this so that you don't get arrogant or boastful about it. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In other words, this is what Paul is saying God has done for us. What Michelangelo did to that block of marble is what God is doing in you and through you. And God uses all of our circumstances to transform us. He uses what we know and what we see and what we experience. 
And what this announcement tells us is that I'm not going to be where I should be yet, but I'm also, I'm also not where I was, but I am exactly where God wants me to be because God is working in me and transforming me. And, and can we talk about, can we talk about how patient God has been with you and been with me and been with us? Like for Michelangelo, that marble statue, it didn't move. It didn't talk back. It didn't grumble or complain. He was able to work on it and he was able to work on it at his own pace in his own time. But for you and I, we like to move, don't we? Think about a young child getting their first haircut. That's messy and it's chaotic, right? You know you need the haircut, trying to get your kid to sit in that seat and have the hairdresser cut the hair. It, it's an adventure and you bribe them with treats and you tell them, hey, after this, we'll do this, right? And it's, it's difficult. And this is the picture that we get when God is working on us. Like we move, don't we? We move back and forth. We move back to God and we move away from God and we move back to God and we move away from God. And that whole time, God is using each of those moments to teach us and to transform us and to renew us. By the way, have you ever considered how patient God has been with you? Have you ever considered what God has done for you? My guess, for some of you is yes, and if not, let's, let's talk about it for a moment. Remember when you thought, I'll never, I'll never do that again. And then you did that again. Remember when you said, I'll never say that again. And then you said that again. Like, don't miss this. And I'm going to talk very personal about me. God has been patient with me because I've been there. I wasn't going to do that again, and I did. And I wasn't going to say that again, and I, I said it. And yet God has been patient with me. And here's what I've learned. Because he's been patient with me and continues to be patient with me, I want to be patient with you. He's my motivator. He's the reason why I'm choosing to be patient. Because of what he's done for me. I want to do for those around me. That's what the Holy Spirit does in you and in me when we trust in Jesus. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Patience is a byproduct of the Holy Spirit in you and in me. Paul, I like to talk about him because he was really influential in the Christian faith. Pa Paul actually writes about this very personally to a man named Timothy who is like a son to him. He, he says to Timothy, listen, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance, meaning you can't deny this. You know that this is true. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Even if you're not a Christian, you have to acknowledge that Jesus was a real person who really died and his tomb is really empty. And so Paul says to Timothy, you can't deny that. This is why Jesus came into the world. And then he says this, he came to save sinners of whom I am the worst. But for that reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, don't miss this, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience. Like Jesus did something in me so that the world would know the type of God he is, the kind of God he is, that he is a patient God, first with me and also with them. He would display this immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. So don't miss this. Paul says, out of all of the sinners in the entire world, the entire history of the world, I'm gonna put myself at the top. Now, you might say, Paul, I can think of some really terrible people that would probably go there instead of you, right? But Paul is saying, I know what I've done. I know how I've behaved. I know what I've said. And so I'm going to put myself at the top. 
I'm the worst, and yet Jesus is an incredible savior. He didn't condemn me. He was patient with me. Let that be the story for some of you who are watching for the first time or listening for the first time. I don't think I can go to church again. I don't think I can engage God again. I don't think he would want me to be around. Let the story of Paul be a reminder that God doesn't condemn you, that God is patient with you. And and here's what he taught. He taught that I was the worst of sinners and yet he was patient with me so that I could be patient with others. The word that Paul uses in the Greek language here, and that's what most of the Bible was written in so that people could read it and understand it. It was like the English language during that time. Everybody could understand what it had to say because people wanted to know the story of God. The word he uses is macrothemia. It means this, long-tempered. There's a lot of zeros, a lot of O's in that. Long fuse. Last month was my wife's 40th birthday. And we went out with some family and with some friends and had dinner together. It was a great time. And then at the end of this dinner, they brought dessert for my wife. And it was interesting. They put, remember Looney Tunes? They put like the dynamite from Looney Tunes on her ice cream. Like this, this sucker was huge. And then the waiter who was about to light it made a joke about like, I'm going to have to light it and run because the fuse was literally less than an inch. And so we're all joking, we're laughing about it. He lights it and then literally leans back because this thing was brighter than the sun and this flame was going everywhere and it immediately hit the stick and then it really lit up. And there's a picture of my wife leaning back with this fearful, scared, trying to laugh look on her face. And, And it was a funny moment, right? But isn't it true that there's nothing funny about a short fuse in life, a short fuse in relationship. There's nothing funny about a short fuse. Think for a moment about your story. Do you have a short fuse story about someone that you can immediately recall? Of course you do. And why do you, why do you have that? Because it shaped you, right? You remember how quick they got angry. You remember that they lost their temper. Think again about this question, and this one's a little bit more difficult. Does someone have a short fuse story about you? Of course they do, because it shaped them, right? And we all can think about those short fuse moments. In fact, in just a couple of weeks on Baptism Sunday, June 20th, I'm gonna share a short fuse story with you. Not because I'm proud of it, but because I think it'll be helpful for all of us to tell a better story. Here's the truth about patience. patience is building a long fuse towards others because that's what God has done for you and for me. If you go back to the very beginning of the story of God in the scriptures and you look at the first humans, Adam and Eve, they sinned, right? And then generations passed and Jesus showed up. And the question that you might have is, well, why? Why did God wait for so long to have Jesus come and reconcile and redeem? Was it because he didn't care? No, it was because he's patient. In fact, Peter, who spent three years with Jesus, wrote this about Jesus, that he is not slow in keeping his promise, as some might understand slowness. But instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Like patience means that you have a long temper, which means that you are choosing a long fuse. But the other definition of patience is this. It's long 
suffering. Long suffering. God decided to choose to have a long fuse because God doesn't want anyone to suffer. Instead, he chooses to suffer in our place. If we were going to define patience, I think this would be the best definition. Being willing to suffer uncomfortable things for the good of the person and the relationship. Being willing to suffer uncomfortable things for the good of the person and the relationship. And that is not natural, right? What's natural is that we don't want to be uncomfortable. What's natural is that we want everything to not be awkward, but to be really comfy, right? That's what we want. But what's supernatural is that we're willing to suffer uncomfortable things for the good of the person and the good of the relationship. The old way of life wants to lash out and wants to fix. The new way of life, walking in the spirit life, wants to rise up and love. That's the way of Jesus. And so, how do we respond in those moments when someone's being selfish? Because patience is really about other people, right? Like, how do we respond? How do we build the muscle of patience? I want to give you three things. It's not the perfect list. It's just a list to get you started to help you build the muscle of patience starting today. You ready? First thing, celebrate God's patience with you. Get out the streamers, the confetti, get out all of the noisemakers and celebrate God's patience with you. Because when we lack patience for others, it's because we have forgotten that God is patient with us. And so I want to challenge you to build moments in your day, in your life, in your story, where you are reflecting and remembering what God has done for you. This is actually something that King David did. He wrote most of our Psalms. He actually had moments where he went before God and was patient and acknowledged God's patience and celebrated that patience. In fact, Psalms 139, David writes this, God, search my heart and know me. God, I want you to see what's going on inside of me and I wanna celebrate what you've done for me and I wanna ask that you would continue to do that and do that into my future. C.S. Lewis, who wrote Mere Christianity and the Chronicles of Narnia, he actually said that this moment is us getting a whiff of our inner cesspool. <laughs> like it's a moment where we actually can celebrate God's patience but then we can confess and then we can repent because examination is good, isn't it? Socrates said, the unexamined life is not worth living. So bring the mess to God and celebrate the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and continue to do that. And when you do that, it changes you because if we don't confess and repent, you know what happens to you and to me? We become self-righteous and we become someone who is not self-aware. How many people do you know that say they love Jesus who have a self-righteousness about themselves. And they're not self-aware about their posture or their language or their behavior. The more we appreciate God's patience with us, the more we'll be patient with those around us. So celebrate God's patience is one way that you can build the muscle of patience. You can grow a long fuse. Second thing, be thoughtful about the story of others. Be thoughtful about the story of those that are around you. Because each person is in process just like you are. Jesus said these words, get the log out of your eye before you get the speck out of your brother or your sister's eye. In other words, be mindful that they have arrived where they have arrived 
because of something that's taken place in their story and that you can understand why they are doing and saying what they're doing and saying because of their history, when you pause and you're patient and you begin to understand why. And that's why Jesus asks us, invites us, commands us to hold the posture of patience. And by the way, you and I can't change people. That is the job of God. Only God can change hearts. And if you're choosing to love someone because you wanna change someone, that's not love, that's manipulation. We need to understand that God doesn't love us to change us. God loves us because that is who He is. And when we respond to His love, that's why we change. And God does that changing, but we're responding to His love, not as anger, not as rage, not as wrath, but as love. Paul said, it's God's kindness that leads you and I to His repentance, to our repentance, to a new and better story. God's love is on full display when we choose to be patient with others. So what do you do when someone drives you crazy? What do you do when someone drives you crazy? I wanna invite you to take advantage of the gift of prayer because prayer is patience expressing itself. It's you saying to God, God, thank you for being patient with me and help me to be patient with them. I had a mentor say to me one time, Michael, when they get under your skin, pray for them under your breath. Isn't that good? Like that. when they get under your skin, pray for them under your breath because what you're doing is you're giving space for God to do a good work in them and you're choosing not to control them. You're choosing to love them. This is what it means to walk in the spirit or to cooperate with God. So you wanna grow that fuse? You wanna flex that muscle of patience? Celebrate God's patience with you. That's the first thing. Second thing, be mindful and thoughtful about the story of those around you. And then the last thing is this, become active in your patience. And yes, pun intended, here at Active Church, we're gonna be active. So become active in your patience. And here's what I mean by that. Being patient doesn't mean that you're doing nothing. Being patient means that you're doing something meaningful. Jesus talked about this when he talked about our relationship with our heavenly father. John wrote it down in John 15. He said, Jesus, I am the vine and you are the branches and God grows you and God prunes you. So if you're a gardener, you kind of get this image. If you're not, pruning is actually a really intentional activity of patience because pruning is choosing to be involved in the growing and in the trimming and in the waiting and in the watching in the choices of being intentional and thoughtful. If we're going to get really practical, here's what pruning looks like when you're practicing patience in relationships, when you're practicing patience with people that you love. Pruning is having the hard conversation filled with compassion. Pruning is going to the person instead of gossiping about the person to somebody else. Pruning is disciplining our kids instead of just being their friend. Pruning is confronting abusive behavior instead of excusing it. Pruning is getting help instead of saying that I need help. And if you're gonna be patient, may I suggest as you have hard conversations that you start with questions? Questions like, hey, are you okay? Hey, is there something going on? Is this the story you wanna tell? Like, how does this play out? Like where, where do you think this will lead you in a year or in five years? By the way, most of us don't think about that. That's why when we make our decisions, we just make our decisions and not consider the impact of it, of what it'll do in our story. This is what patience does. So celebrate God's patience with you. Be mindful of the story around you of God being patient with others. And the biggest thing, become active in your patience. Two questions for you to consider and then, and then we're done. 
First question is this, where do you need to be patient with something that God is working on in you? You're not there yet, but you aren't where you used to be. You're right where God wants you to be. Where do you need to be patient? Second question, where do you need to be patient with someone that God is working in? See, God is the master sculptor. He's making you more like Jesus. And if we're gonna be really, really honest, that's what the world needs now. The world needs you to be more like Jesus in this world because they need the hope of Jesus. That's what the world needs. Part of that hope is displayed in the patience that you display, that God has given you. And so I wanna invite you to get the story of God out of you. And, and in a very intentional way, you can do that here at Active Church Ukaipa in just a couple of weeks. June 20th, we're gonna have Baptism Sunday. And I wanna invite you to be a part of Baptism Sunday with us. You can sign up by texting baptism to the number on the screen. And this is an announcement that you are not perfect. This is an announcement that you are choosing to celebrate God's patience with you. So go public and come and be a part of that day with us. Get started by texting baptism to the number on the screen. Friend, would you remember God's patience for you? Because when you do, it overflows to those around you. Would you be willing to suffer uncomfortable things for the good of the person and the good of the relationship? Because that's patience and that's what the world needs now. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for your patience with us through the person and work of Jesus. And thank you that we have the opportunity to be patient with others. And so may we today celebrate your patience with us. May we today be mindful of the story you're writing around us. And may we today choose to be active in our patience, to do something meaningful and thoughtful, because that's what the world needs now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you were inspired. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. Hey, I wanna ask you to do two things. First thing, hit that subscribe button to stay connected to the Active Churches podcast. The second thing I wanna invite you to do is go onto your social media accounts, Instagram and Facebook, and go to at Active Churches. Stay connected to the community because together we can tell a better story.